You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, Jesus, in talking to his disciples, just wanted to know a question that was very simple to answer. Why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? Simple question. Why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? That question was relevant back then and it's relevant now. Because you still have followers of Christ that hear but will not obey. And Jesus, in the book of John 8, 31 and 32, told Jews, he said, look, if you continue in my word, or if you obey my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. See, whenever we hear the word and and do not put it into action, we are stopping our freedom. I, I said we are stopping our freedom. Again, John 8, 31 and 32 in part says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? When you do not obey what you hear, you can stop. You holding on? A creative miracle. The truth will make you free. I'm going to create a way out of no way for you if you obey me. I'm going to cause some things to change for you And people going to know I was the one that did it. The truth will make you free. And we know that. And the disciples at the time, they knew it. We know the truth will make us free. How many can remember being bound? Not able to get yourself out of the situation you were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. But then God freed you. But he gave you a creative miracle. He created a way that you didn't know about. You had tried to get some help from this place, that person, and so forth. But it didn't happen. But then God caused the miraculous to take place. And you were freed. That's the reason when you look at yourself, you look at yourself as a miracle. 
you know you're a miracle. And that's the reason we can agree with what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new, what? Creation. You know you have been created anew. You know God made you into a different person than you previously were. Shout at somebody, I'm new. And I know I'm new. God gave me a creative miracle. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. You'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Look at the process of being free. When you're free, it says that you have, number one, been delivered. Number two, God is going to protect you. And how many know he has protected us from danger seen and unseen, known and unknown? And lastly, he will cause you to prosper. He will cause you to prosper in every aspect of your life. Will he cause you to prosper materially? Yeah. You got a problem with that? Folk talk about it, but we ain't got no problem with it. Because we know where we came from. I'm happy that God blessed me with more than one and a half suits. I am so glad I can look in the closet and just take four or five minutes just to, just to think about what I want to put on. I am so glad I don't have to look in the couch no more for pennies. If that's where you are, nothing wrong with it. You shouldn't despise. Small beginning, but you don't have to keep looking in that couch if you obey him. I said, you don't have to keep looking in that couch if you obey him. I remember praying that my car would start. I went years getting in a car praying that it would start. This wasn't till I get no battery. No, I didn't know what was going on with the car and didn't have no money to find out. Get in there, Lord. Let it start. Lord, I got to go to Atlanta. Let me go there safely and make it back. And Lord, you know I ain't got but a quarter tank of gas. So say to your neighbor, I ain't praying that the gas lasts no more. Got money in my pocket to put to make sure I have a full tank to go. When I get back and fill it up before I pull it in the basement, I pull it up under the carport. How that happened? He created me anew, but it was because I obeyed Him. When we stop obeying God, it's usually because we allow ourself to get in the place that God told us not to allow ourselves to get in. Remember, remember the primary thing he said to his disciples. Uh, he said, look, if you're going to come after me, Deny yourself. 
deny yourself. If you're going to follow me, if you're going to be obedient to me, the, the thing that you have to do, deny yourself. But we still let self come before God. Maybe not all the time, but periodically we will allow self to come before God. Should God be first? Yes. Do we know that? Yes. But we will still allow self to come before God. Even though, again, the primary thing he said to his disciples, if you're going to come after me, you got to deny yourself. And the second primary thing, and you got to take up your cross. You got to take up something that's going to involve two things primarily. Something that's going to involve suffering and something that's going to lead to glory. Yeah? Or going to lead to better. You look at the cross. The cross, the initial thing when you consider the cross and Jesus, he was going to have to go through some trouble, some suffering. But then when you look at the end, you see glory. You see the power of God, and you see how God is a God of miracles. But, it, but it's all with the same emblem, the cross. So in order to obey God, we just got to deny self and prepare ourselves to go through something that's going to lead to glory. Paul understood that. Paul said, if, if you suffer or endure with the Lord, you'll also reign with him. You will experience the same miracles, blessings, or benefits that he experienced on the cross. You experience the same thing, but you have to deny self. And when you deny self, that just simply means you're obeying God. But there are some things that, uh, that are so appealing to the flesh to where we choose to obey it versus God. Yep. Woo. I think I have three folk. At least I heard three folks that said yay. But all of us should have said yay, yay, yay. And so he wanted them to obey him. And he didn't want them to obey him because he wanted to be somebody special. He wanted them to obey him in order for them to have the life that he came to give them. John 10, 10, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the reason he wanted them to obey. Then we can go back to Isaiah 1 and 19 when, when um, the prophet was telling Israel 
the primary reason that they needed to obey God at the time. He said, look, if, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good, the best, or the better of the land. He wasn't talking about heaven. He said, you'll have the best right here if you obey him. If you just be willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. And the implication that he was, he was putting before them, but it's your choice. It's your choice. You got to see the good when it's not so good. You got to see the benefits when curses are attacking your mind. You got to have a vision that's bigger than your present. I said, you got to have a vision that's bigger than your present. You can never look at your present and think that's your conclusion. You have to look at your present as, as that, your present. And biblically speaking, the present is something that will not last. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, for the things that we see or that we are presently experiencing will not last. Good God, that's good preaching. Ooh, look at somebody and say, I don't know what you're going through. But I want to tell you what the Bible says about your present situation. It will not last. Oh, that's something to dance about. That's something to turn in victory about. Why is that? Because I'm going through something right now that I don't want to last. I might be the only one in here. Is it anybody over here? You're going through something that you don't want it to last. Quit looking at something temporary as if it's permanent. And don't accept from folk that tell you your present situation is permanent. You got Bible to back up that your present situation is not permanent. For the things that we see or experience in the present are. I got to move on to tell somebody one more time what you're going through will not last. So don't you start thinking it's going to last. Talking like it's going to last or acting like it's going to last it's not going to last and so Jesus really wanted them to see get this how they were hurting themselves Let me go country. Jesus wanted them to see how they were messing up their blessings. 
how they were messing up their blessings, their benefits. You holding on? Wanted them to see how they were messing up themselves. Messing up their lives. Because see, some people, when they're not obeying God, they, they actually really think that what they're doing is going to cause things to be better for them. Yeah. Have you actually have have you actually did what you felt you needed to do or what somebody advised you to do and felt if you took that step, it was gonna make things better for you. Even though it was in contrast to the written and revealed will. Professionals will try to convince you. That look, you need to look at this, even though God done told you not to. There are some things that that some of us sure don't need to look at. Because we allow ourselves to be greatly affected by what we look at. Then some of us, it's just certain things we just don't need to hear. Some of us, we, we can hear something on TV that, that will stick with us for days. What should I do, Pastor? That sounds like me. Stop looking at stuff like that. If you know you're looking at something that's going to affect you for days, stop looking at it. If you if if you paying somebody to give you bad news all the time, stop paying. <laughs> Doc, every time I come in here, you got something bad to say. Ain't, ain't no good news. <laughs> Doc, let me ask you something. How how you gonna spend eight minutes with me and know all what you're talking about? Because you know you're on the timetable time you get in that office <laughs> or in that back room. You're on the time. You got eight minutes. I'm going to have to tell you what I got to tell you in eight minutes because I got somebody else to see in eight minutes. When back in the day, you stayed in the doctor's office as long as you needed to until they got a thorough examination. Now it ain't thorough. They trying to tell you something going on and they ain't even did a thorough Examination. You got to be careful. You can't be to the point to where if, if you know one of your weaknesses is listening to certain things and, and it just stick with you for days, you need to stop listening to that. If you know when you hear news, news just mess you up, stop, stop looking at news. Y'all don't want to hear that right there. You say, I've been looking at news all my life. Okay, well, keep looking at it then. Because it's your choice. It's your choice. 
God made us free, more, hey, but if something is affecting you, you need to cut that thing off. If some person is affecting you, you need to cut him or her. You good people until you get around, sir. Cut them off. But I love her. I love him. How you going to love somebody that's always making you crazy? Making you act out of character. And, and so Jesus, he really wanted to help his disciples. And so he puts before them examples of two builders. Talks about a builder that built the right way. And a builder that built the wrong way. And in their mind is, if I'm the builder that built the wrong way, I'm the builder that just hear the word but don't do it. If I'm the builder that hear it and obey it, I'm the builder that's doing what's right. I want to deal with the builder that just hear the word that don't do anything. The one that he talked about in uh, verse 49. Just hear the word. And probably amen it. Probably dance. Or maybe you don't amen it. Maybe you don't dance. Because there are folk that, that know how to respond to the word, but they won't obey it. They know, they know the language. They know church language. But will not obey. And so notice, notice what he says. I, I, I want you to see this. I'm going to work a little bit, then I'm going to let you go. Y'all hold on, I'm going to work a little bit. Verse 49. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on earth. Notice he built it on, on earth. Now what he means by earth in the text is just the topsoil. The topsoil. Didn't dig down, try to get a foundation, anything, just start building on. Didn't even put a slab. No, they didn't put, they didn't put a slab. You ain't going to build no foundation up. At least put a foundation, let it, I mean, at least put a slab, let it be a, a small foundation anyway. But no, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm just, this dirt, um, this way I'm going to put it. Tom saw. Notice this. Just wanted to do something quick. Wanted a quick blessing. 
I said one of the quick blessings. But he who heard the word and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a help man. Didn't have, get this, because see, a foundation is something that's solid, stable, and strong. And see, when you hear and obey the word, or when when you hear the word and don't do anything, it says about you that you're not solid, stable, or strong. That's the reason you can hallelujah the word, but then somebody can get you to go get a drink. That's the reason you can wave your Jesus and throw a few little tongs in there. But then go home and cuss out your next door neighbor. You can hug folk you like. But when you see somebody you really don't like. You call them words I can't even say on stage. And walk by them as if they are a piece of dirt. When you hear a word on healing, you will leave the church not believing that God is going to heal you. Or that he's already put a seed of healing in you. Why? Because you build a house just on earth. On soil, you don't have a foundation. Therefore, you're not stable, solid, or strong. Oh, she happy right now, but give her 15 minutes. That smile you see right now be completely gone until next Sunday. Why? She building on Saul. She is not stable, solid, or strong. And y'all don't want to get with me. I'm going to go over here. When you build on soil or just on that top level of dirt or that top surface, you're not stable. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? And notice. See, see, when you're hearing, hearing the word, but you're not putting it into action, you got to understand some storms going to come. Now, a little rain may come and you may keep your little hallelujah. It starts showering a little bit, and you just like, hallelujah. I know God going to bring me through. I know he going to bring me through. 
Why? Because it's, it's a shout. But because there are demons, because life happens, you're going to experience more than just showers. Notice the text. Y'all stay with me. Notice the text. Seal in verse 49. Again, remember, the person built a house without a foundation. And then, here we go. Against which the stream beat. Now it's a heavy rain, and, and it ain't just no little shower. Now wind I got mixed in it, and so now it's beating on the house. It's being forceful, pushing the house. It's, it's being forceful, messing with your mind. Messing with you now. And, and, and guess what? Every time you get you go in there, you pray. But guess what? When you get up, it's still beating. It's still attacking you. You shout, God's still going to do hallelujah. Thank you know you ain't stable, solid, and strong. Your hallelujah going to change course. Oh, God, thank you. I know as well. Lord, I don't know why you ain't moving. Lord, I done prayed this ten times, and you still ain't doing anything. You didn't build your house right. You didn't build yourself right. You should have been hearing and doing. And that way, when it when the storm does come and it beats vehemently, it's forceful and strong. I said it's forceful and strong. Don't listen to folk that tell you, oh, the devil ain't nothing, demons ain't nothing. Live something. We, we don't even have to get to dealing with no demons and the devil. Life is something. How many found out that life will bring some trouble your way? Yes, it will. Life will bring some trouble your way. That's the reason Jesus came to help you out with life. I have come. Why? That you may have life and that more abundantly. Why? Because it's stuff that will come at you in life that will strip. Your hard-earned benefits away. And so, the house is going through a beat. You're going through trial after trial after trial. And get this. Even though the hard rain can't last forever. When you're not built right, you can't either. When you're not built right, you can't look at situations as just temporary. Why? 
Because that thing is beating you, beating you, and beating you. And because you're not built the way you need to be built. It's going to win. It's going to win. That thing is going to win. Still contextual. Notice, I'm contextual. Notice this. Against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately, notice, it failed. Oh, and that, that's, that's the first stage. But notice, and the ruin of that house was great. And some folks don't immediately just give up. Some may take three days before they give up. Some a week. Some two months or three months. It depends. Sometimes it, it, it depends on where you are and how the storm attacks you. But if you're not a hearer and a doer of the word based upon the text, sooner or later, you're going to experience ruin. I said sooner or later, you're going to experience ruin. And the ruin is going to be great. Because see, even when, when you're built right, you'll experience ruin. But it won't be to the point to where you can't recover. Notice what happens to, the, to this house. It completely failed. It's over. Literally a house that's on a foundation. And when, that, and when the storm get to beating, get to beating, you go outside and say, oh, man, I done lost look like a couple of shingles. Look like that little piece of metal done been pulled loose. I'm going to have to get up there. Well, no, I ain't going to get up there. That's three stories. I'm going to have to call somebody <laughs> to get up there and just tack it back. That foundation, you, yeah, you experienced some ruin, but it wasn't a complete devastation. It didn't destroy it totally. But I don't want to be to the point to where something is going to destroy me because as a Christian, I'm not obeying God. But according to Jesus and this lesson, that's what will happen if I just hear and do nothing. If, if I'm taught about how to make my finances better and don't do it, that means financially I'm going to experience ruin. If I'm taught 
on how to build up myself and don't do it. That means instead of building myself up, I'm going to start tearing myself down. Whatever you're taught, do it. Is the message. Because if, if you don't, you see the outcome. And I know sometimes people don't like hearing teaching like this. But keep in mind, this Bible. This is Bible right here. This is not Walker 102. This is Bible. And uh, the great God told me to teach it today. And, and get this. Teaching like this helps you do better. Does it? You, you don't ever want stuff that, that's just going to make you feel good. Why? Be, because you just, if you just get what makes you feel good, when trouble do happen, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to handle certain situations if, if, if you just won't have truth? You need, you need to know truth because truth, again, makes you and see, you can't deal with truth without, without knowing consequences to not doing truth. You need to know the consequences. Amen? Can we go further? Let's now deal with what he said. About a person that builds the right way. Or a person that is a hearer and a doer of the word. And, and, and let me just say, say this right here. You may not, you may not be 100% when it comes to do it, hearing and doing the word. But I got a question for you. Do you just come here or do you obey and you know your percentage when it comes to being obedient? You got to know yourself. You got to know yourself. How many can look at somebody and say, you know, I'm not 100%, but I am a doer of the word. I am a faith walker. You're not flawless, but you are a faith walker. You strive to do what you hear. Let me see it by your hands. And like it or not, until you mature in certain areas, just certain things, it's gonna, it's gonna have, you're going to have to go through some stuff before you start doing it. But as some folk, and I, I'm going to leave this alone, you just don't want to do right. I'm going to leave it alone, but I got to say that. You just don't want to do right. But, but I want to talk to folks that, you know, Walker, I'm not 100%, but I do love the word. And, and Walker, I put the word into action. 
I may not be a 90% man walker, but I, I know I strive to do what I am. And if I find myself out of the wheel, I will repent and get in the wheel. And remember, Jesus was talking to his disciples, learners, people who were learning. So let's deal with this. It's found in verse, verses 47 and 48. Notice here, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you who he's like. I want to show you his character. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and knows what he did that the other person didn't do. Lay a foundation and then just lay a foundation, laid the foundation on a rock. He, lay, he dug deep, put in some effort, put in some work. And see, I'm going to tell you something. When you try, when you try, when you Christian, it's going to take some work. See, you, you're not just, I'm Christian now, so it's automatic. I ain't, ain't going to curse out nobody. I'm Christian now. now it's going to take some work. Because, see, your, your cousin, I heard about you being saved. But he ain't. I said, your cousin, I heard about you being saved, but he ain't saved yet. So it, it's going to take some work. Because, see, your cousin know how the old you that used to like to drink, used to like to look at pornography. So he bring in, the, he bring in a case of beer, some red liquor. Magazines with naked women and a video on top of it. Girls gone wild. What's up, man? Got a case. Your favorite Jack. New video. Girls gone wild. Latest edition. Tell y'all a true story. When I, when I first got saved, uh, this young lady came to the to the rec show where I work. I, said, I heard you done got saved. I said, I, I have got saved. I'm Christian now. Really? You see, when I open up my coat, I still got on these clothes. She didn't. 
Tell your neighbor, you got to work. You got to hear that word and do it, but that's going to take some work. When you dig a fa- when you dig deep, that takes some work. When you lay a foundation, that takes some work. You got to dig and then you got to lay the foundation and then you got then you got to watch it. You got to make sure you got the size right. Am I right, LBs? I know you know. Cuz that's what he used to do. You got to have you got to have the cement right. You got to have the mixture right. You got to have everything right. It takes some work. And sometimes it, it can be worked well. Man, I can't hang around folk like that no more because, good God, I'm playing. Man, I never should have went over there. They got the telling lies and I just got drawn in. I had to put in my three, four lies too. I'm just telling you the truth. You get around folk. You determine you ain't going to lie. You ain't gonna, but then you get around the folk. Next thing you know, you telling lies with them. You got to put in some work at your house. Your spouse saying this, that, and the other, and you don't want to hear it, and then you mess around. You done said something you had no business saying. And when you said it, you know you're wrong. You go to work and, and they having a party on the job and all of a sudden you indulging in something that you know you shouldn't be indulging in. It t- that, and that's what I'm talking about work. You have to make sure that you are willing to step away from what you ain't got no business hanging around. It takes some work. It ain't easy. You, you, you go in this place and that place and you see all this sin going on. Because same way there's a spirit when you come to church that we call the Holy Spirit. You go in certain places, you're going to feel spirits. And seemingly with every demonic spirit, there is an attraction. There is an attraction in reference to that spirit that tries to pull you in. And you have to work. You, you, have, you have to work so that thing will not cause you to think, talk, and do. In contrast to the will of God. And see, that's what Jesus was trying to tell them. When, when you are building yourself, you, you got to make sure you put some work in you, so you can be better. Jews so understood it to well, he, he told the brother, he said, you need to build up yourselves on your most holy faith. What we need to do, Jew, pray in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, that's, that's work too. You got, you, don't you just pray. You pray in the Spirit. You allow the Holy Spirit to start interceding through you. And that's work. Coming to church is work sometimes. Why? Because you got enemies trying to keep you from coming. But you got to come because you know you need to be in the atmosphere. 
You can't get this atmosphere on the internet on. The internet is a blessing, but to be in an atmosphere like this where you feel the presence of God. David couldn't go to church because of certain situations. But when he finally had the opportunity to go, he talked about it. He said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let's go to the house of the Lord. But it takes some work. I said it takes some work. Because it's things out there that will attack your mind, attack your feelings, attack this, that, and the other. Even in the church, you'll be attacked. God, I told you to love your brothers and, and your sisters and, and folk going to know that, that you, you are connected because you love one another and all this. And you done got mad because of what somebody said. And you allowing that thing to affect you. You got to put yourself on the subjection. And that's going to take some work. And go to that person. And try to get that thing straightened out. You just can't keep avoiding that person. And, and God done told you to love that person. You got to put forth some work. And you just can't forgive folk just with your mouth. You got to show in your actions that you have truly forgiven that person. You, 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 you got to understand that because I'm going to tell you something. In church, you're going you gonna, you gonna to have folk that you, you and that person, y'all just going to have some controversies. You're going to have some disagreements. You can't hang around. You can't hang around a place, whether it's your house, the church, your job, where you ain't going to have disagreements and controversies. But if you true Christian, if you, done, if you done dug deep, laid the foundation, you understand, look, me and so-and-so, we had a disagreement, and we, we really couldn't come to no conclusion, but, but we, we just, we, we talked, but I'm still upset. See, you ain't, you ain't dug deep. You ain't dug deep. Because sometimes even if you can't come to a complete settlement, you at least have to say, look, whatever I did that was wrong, I'm sorry, but I want to go on so we can be brothers like the Bible tells us to be. And I hope you feel the same way. And then you have to, you have to start walking in, walking in that. That takes something. You know what it takes? Work. That's the reason I love his illustration because, again, if you're going to dig deep, that's going to take some work. You're going to have to sweat. You're going to have to get dirty. You ain't going to dig and ain't going to get dirty. Take them white tennis shoes off. You got to dig a foundation.
And then sometimes God will tell you it's, it's your season to do this, that, and the other. But all of a sudden, he done told you it's your season to step out. Now you're looking at what you can do instead of obeying God. Now God done told you it's your time, but now you're going to look and see what you can do. You ain't dug, you ain't dug deep. You ain't laid the foundation on a rock. You still looking at yourself instead of trusting what God said. My money kind of funny right now. I'm going to wait until say, yeah, see, that's you. You going to do it, even though God done told you. What is whole house quiet? Y'all, can y'all tell it? The whole house just quiet. I'm putting it out there just the way you're telling me to put it. If you don't like it, talk to him. But I'm going to put it out there. You got to move when God tells you to move. If you got a pocket full of money, but you move when you want to move, you messing up your own self. I, I knew a person that, that, that God was telling the person to move. The person was waiting to get their money in a certain position. And all of a sudden, the money did get in a certain position. And when the money got in a certain position, the person finally went and got what the person had talked about. But see, it wasn't God because the person did it on their own. Seven days after the person had got it, the person, the person lost the job one week. Two weeks later, the person experienced something physically and was unable to even go back to find a job, period. Even though the person had lost the job because of that. When I looked at it, only thing I could see, when God told you to move, you didn't move. Great is the ruin. Because you didn't move when God told you to move. When God tells you to do something, you do it. Faith without is what? Say to your neighbor, it takes something. God will tell you to do something and, and, and the wind's going to try to stop you from doing it. Lord have mercy. I got to close this. Lord have mercy. Y'all stay with me. I'm closing. Lord, Lord, Lord have mercy. Notice verse 48. Uh, again, that's where we are. Notice, and when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not help me. For it was founded on what? It was beaten, but it couldn't be shaken. It couldn't be shaken. I got to show you two scriptures, and then I'm done. Lord of mercy. I done took a lot of time with this, but it, it was for purpose. But y'all stay with me. Go into the book of James. Now, when, when something is shaken, uh, in reference to, to what the comparison is, is about a person hearing and doing the word, right? We need to consider James 1. Keep that in mind and keep the word shaken in mind because when, when you're shaken, it means that you're wavering. Lord have mercy. This is going to be a big drop. Yeah, it is. This is going to be a drop, but I got to drop it. James 1. Get ready for the drop. We'll start at verse 6. 
but let him ask in faith with no, help me, doubt. For he who doubts is like a wave of the what? Driven and tossed by what? Now notice, when you wave, consider, consider uh, verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. Help me. And what? When you, when you build your house on Saul, remember, you're not stable, solid, or strong. Now keep that in mind in hearing and obeying the word. When you, when you are wishy-washy with the word or not obeying it, who's not going to give you anything? And this is specifically talking about what you've been asking him for. He's not going to do it. Why? You're too. But notice back in the text. If you have not been shaken, that means you're not going to waver. You're going through a whole lot of trouble, but you're not going to waver. God's still going to do it. Yeah, bad just happened, but he's still going to do it. Why? The storm been beaten, but in your mind, God's still going to do it. In your mind, this storm right here ain't going to last forever. Yeah, I know it's been two years, but it ain't going to last forever. Yeah, I know it's been seven years, but it ain't going to last forever. God's still going to do it. I had folks that never thought this church would come in into being. Uh, they left the church. Said, he ain't going to do nothing. He's going to be just like such and such preacher. They ain't going to never build nothing. We didn't only build, we paid for it. And paid for other churches. Ain't that a blessing? Yeah. Which y'all already know that, but that's, that's a blessing. You just don't need to be shaken a waver when it comes to the things of God. All right, let's look at one more scripture. Let's go to Matthew 16 chapter. Remember, it was not shaken. It didn't waver because it was built on what? A rock. It was built on what? Now notice, notice Matthew 16. This is my last scripture. I'm closing with this. Thanks. I wish sometime I could just come up here and, and just do what I need to do in about 30 minutes. But sometimes it's tough. When you done been told to feed with what? Knowledge and understanding. That pastoral job, I'll tell you what. But anyway, let's go to Matthew 16. And let's consider verse 15 and following. Ready? Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Was he right? And Jesus confirmed it in verse 17. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, by Jonas, for flesh and what? Has not revealed this to Peter. You didn't know that on your own. How many know of certain things that God done told you, uh, you didn't get, you knew it was God and you didn't get it on your own? 
certain things you have been led to do. It wasn't you with your smart self. It was God telling you to what? Do it. And see, that's what Jesus, Jesus is stressing right here. The significance and the necessity of really knowing the voice of God. And that's what he tells Peter. He's a flesh and blood that didn't give you that. You got to understand, flesh and blood didn't give you that. And, and notice what Peter was talking. Peter was talking in contrast to what the world was saying about Jesus. That's what he was doing. And keep in mind that it's still about what he said. And uh, in verse 18, notice what he says to Peter. And I also say to you, you are Peter, and on this, help me, on that saying, on you picking up the season of God, the rhema of God, the sayings of God, on this rock, I will build my church. And notice it's going to be strong, stable, and solid. And the gates of Hades, or the gates of death, or hell, shall not prevail against it. Upon this what? Rock. God's church is built upon the rock of his word. I say his church is built upon the rock, which refers to his, his word. The, the Bible talks about they followed the rock, even back in the book of Exodus. Israel followed the rock, and that rock was Jesus, or Christ. John 1 and 14, well, John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the word, the word with God, and the word was God. John 1 and 14 says, and the word became what? Flesh. But that word was the rock which equates Jesus. So, you got a choice. Either you're going to build your house wrong, which would be hearing the word but not putting it into action, or you're going to build your house uh, yourself right, which means hearing the word and putting it into what? Action. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise. Thank you.